Welcome back to the Grower Radio Network. I'm Cassie Knighton with Greenhouse Management Magazine, and today we are learning just how powdery mildew affects your crop and what you can do to manage it. So to give us some insight, we're joined today by Jeff Klein, who is the Professional Product Segment Manager at BioSafe Systems. Jeff, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thanks, Cassie. I appreciate you having me on the network today. So, Jeff, can you first start off by giving us an overall uh, description of powdery mildew? What is it and what does it do? Yep, so, so powdery mildew is, is a pathogen that we, we see a lot in ornamental production as well as greenhouse vegetable production. And it is a plant fungal disease that's caused by an obligate fungus. And the important thing to know about it is that it can only infect living plant tissue. So later on when we talk about management, that's going to be an important factor to remember and, and how that life cycle works. So what plants in production are affected by powdery mildew? Um, in, in ornamental production, uh, powdery mildew is common in a, in a variety of, of different plants, but African violets, begonias, uh, gerbera daisies, hydrangea, roses, poinsettia, delphinium, those are a couple of the ones that I typically see uh, out in the market that have powdery issue uh, susceptibility. And then in greenhouse vegetable production, we'll run across powdery mildew in things like tomato, eggplant, cucumbers, and peppers. And so what are the favorable conditions for the development of the disease? Okay, and, and this is where it also gets interesting too because we'll talk about cultural practices later, but high humidity and free moisture, those are the things that can favor spore germination and infection. And how does powdery mildew grow and establish itself? So the canidia, they'll land on leaf surfaces. Remember earlier I had talked about it needing in, uh, living plant tissue. So the canidia will land on leaf surfaces um, and they'll germinate and start new infections. Um, unlike bacteria, though, powdery mildew does not need a wound or blemish to enter plant tissue. It uses a high feet to penetrate tissue, and then it'll start sporulating and spreading. And the whitish powder that you see on leaves is basically canidia that's hanging on to the mycelia. Gotcha. So then how does powdery mildew spread, and what are the vectors of transmission for powdery mildew? Yeah, I think the most important thing to, to mention on powdery mildew is, is how it can spread, um, because it can be pretty aggressive in the right environment. So uh, the canidia, the spores that I mentioned earlier, they can spread pretty easily. Um, they're windborne, or another function would be uh, being carried on worker clothing and equipment. So those are really the, the easiest ways that powdery mildew can be spread because it is a spore. And then what cultural practices can you implement into your own operation that can potentially limit powdery mildew's growth? Yeah, since, since high humidity and free moisture um, are the things that favor uh, spore germination and infection, then obviously humidity should be kept at a constant. So trying to keep those, those humidity levels nice and consistent. Ventilation, so maintaining good ven ventilation is important, whether it be in the structure, but also using something like plant spacing to keep adequate ventilation. Also, deleafing can be done on certain crops, for example, things like tomatoes, and that'll help improve air circulation, which reduces those uh, free moisture levels on the plant. Also, you want to monitor for early signs of disease because powdery mildew can increase rapidly under favorable conditions, as 
have your thorough cleaning and disinfection uh, between those crop cycles. Gotcha, Jeff. So also, could you tell me about Zero Tall 2.0? How can that product be implemented into an integrated pest management program? Yeah, so Zero Tall is um, a unique chemistry in that it has a spore, it is a spore side. Uh, it takes advantage of the, the main, the active ingredients of hydrogen peroxide and peroxyacetic acid. It's a stabilized formulation and it is a reduced risk chemistry with no mutational resistance. So it's a great option for IPM because Zero Tall can either enhance a biorational type approach or a conventional approach. And so, Jeff, too, what other products can you choose when powdery mildew is a concern in your operation? I think it's important to understand the life cycle of the pathogen so you can pick the correct tools to utilize. If you're utilizing a preventive strategy, for example, then using a spore side like Xeritol 2.0 and then following up with a fungicide like Cease is a great one-two punch to clean the leaf surface with Xeritol and then populating the leaf surface with good guys to help compete future pathogens. Integrating modes of action and utilizing them to their core strengths is essential in getting the desired results from your spray program. If the pathogen has already started to pop off and you need a curative approach, then this is a great time to tank mix Xeritol with either Compass O or Heritage. Xeritol will kill the spores, stopping the spread, while the systemic chemistry will work in the tissue removing the internal portion of the pathogen. Perfect, Jeff. And where can growers go to learn more information about how powdery mildew establishes itself and how you can get rid of it? Well, we will have information on www.biosafesystems.com and then locally you have your local chemical distributors, manufacturers, reps, and also your universities. Perfect. Th uh, Jeff, thanks again for being with us today. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me today. And thanks again to those of you who have joined us today on the Grower Radio Network. For more podcasts, please visit our website at greenhousemag.com slash media.